Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Um, today is Sunday, October 9th. And the moon is beautiful. Has anybody actually checked out the moon tonight? It is absolutely beautiful. And it's a perfect time to... Just speak love over yourself with something so beautiful sitting in the sky. It is absolutely a beautiful time to just speak love over yourself and kindness. And I say that because while I have been speaking kinder to myself, I have not been speaking kindness over myself. I have been torn between the two of the life that I know that I'm destined for and the life that I have managed to build chaotic consistency around, for lack of better words. Um... And it's a really, really hard and scary process because I've been in this place where I knew my old life wasn't working at all. I was just unhappy and miserable and the job couldn't make me happy. I wasn't allowing myself to be happy. I wasn't speaking anything over myself and I was being very 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 unloving to myself I was giving everything and anything that I had to anyone that would ask and none to myself until it was like too late and then I'm like grasping for straws um I think it's like you know rule Uncle Clifford rule at the pink you can't pour into everyone's cup because then you'll have no tea for you to sip from. And I absolutely did not have any tea, energy, love, kindness over me or was speaking it to me. Um, And it was a really, really scary place. It was a really hard place to be in because I had, honestly, I thought I was okay. I thought I was great. You really couldn't tell me that I wasn't. I thought I was great. I thought that I had it all together. I had figured out the cheat code for what happiness looked like for me. And my cheat code looked like a life of things. It was a big house, a nice car, a person to call my own and a dollar amount. But as you hear me say all those things, none of those things are actually me. None of those things are things from within me that would truly soothe my soul. Things that are within me that would truly make my heart happy. And I didn't even realize that my heart needed to be happy that my heart needed to truly be invested in a part of the conversation for me to be my best version of myself. I had 
learned how to be a consistent fuck up. I learned how to be a lot better than what anyone had told me I could be, but not too big from the things that they said I was. So if you said that I was irresponsible, I could be responsible. I could be responsible with me and, you know, pay my bills and then go fuck off the rest. But that wasn't really being responsible because that impulsivity, I don't even know if that's a word, um, but the impulsiveness that I had was only good enough to sustain me in a confined, chaotic environment. Um, It was not enough to sustain me in a quiet space. So I was very consistent in being irresponsible with myself. Um, And what it showed up like in my life was self-sabotage. Anytime the me inside got too close to obtaining something that we had truly wanted and desired, I would stop myself. I would absolutely start to act out. I would start to have a problem. I would have an attitude. And because I had surrounded myself in such chaotic environments, it was just an added stimuli to how I was already internally feeling. It wasn't anything that I was, I needed to do extra. Um, And, you know, and knowing me, you know, that I am very meticulous and analytical. And while being meticulous and analytical, I am also always optimistic and, and speaking life over someone. I could absolutely help you find the answer to your problem and support you throughout the whole time, but I wouldn't give it to me. I did not believe that I was deserving of giving that type of analytical, meticulous, optimistic, love, coach, ideology to anyone else. I could breathe it into you. I could breathe and breathe and breathe until I had absolutely nothing left in my soul for me. And it was so hard to get to a place where I understood that, oh shit, you're actually not breathing into you. You are breathing into other people because you feel like no one has ever breathed into you. Because you feel like you do not have the space and grace within you to actually be you. Because being you was never welcomed. It wasn't the the thing to do. I didn't act like my cousins. I didn't act like my friends. I didn't act like anybody. I was just here alone and it wasn't welcomed. I'm also BCW living out my red front dreams right now. Because I'm recording my podcast 
from a bubble bath, a garlic bubble bath, because doing some detoxification, um, you know, like I said, the moon is beautiful, so why not do something different and new for yourself? So I'm taking a, a garlic bubble bath, and I am recording my podcast, so I'm living out my reverend dreams. Shout out to, you know, Reverend for showing us that we could do this. You could take a bath and have your phone and record your podcast or, you know, as he did, leave us little jewels and gems to keep us going. Um, but back to what I was saying. Sorry. Sidetracked. Um, <laughs> but absolutely getting to a place where... I understood that I actually was not in love with me the way that I should have been. Um, and I have to be the master of me. I have to be completely and utterly in control of me. I have to be able to speak for me, to advocate for me, to love me. To know that I am beautiful, I'm kind, I'm charismatic, I'm I'm culture, like I'm for the streets, I'm for me, I'm for anything and everything that I want to be. And I couldn't say those words to me. I couldn't even look myself in the mirror most days. I had to do my hair do my makeup, put my clothes on, and then look at me. I had to be someone else other than me for me to be able to look at myself in the mirror because I just was not in love with me. I wasn't in love with me. I was not proud of the things that I was doing. I wasn't being honest about the things that I was doing. Um, And it was really, really hard when I realized, oh shit, what you're doing isn't even based on who you truly are or who you want to be. It's based on what they told you you could be and what someone said you were and all these other things that weren't really of me they were not within my heart they weren't rooted and grounded in me they were like weeds that were planted in my garden and I didn't know they were weeds I just thought that they were a part of me. I thought I was supposed to be this person that had to sacrifice every single part of me for love. That I was not deserving of love. That I didn't even deserve to be alive. Um, and it's a really, really hard place to to come from when you don't feel like you deserve to be alive. And you tell yourself that and your brain starts to remind you of the things that people said to you 
when you were little or the things that people say to you now as a, a grown 33-year-old adult who does not ask anyone for anything, um, who has always had to do everything on their own and in doing everything on my own, I had convinced myself that I was always going to be alone. I did not believe that anyone else in this world would love me. I didn't believe that I would even ever love me the way that I deserve to be loved. That I could hug myself the way that I deserve to hug myself. The way that I desired and required to be spoken to. I, um, so I created boxes. I created little tiny boxes that fit into this space, this chaotic space that I had created in my life that allowed me to be good enough to not be a complete and utter fuck up, but not great enough for me to be like, oh shit, my nigga, yo, like I'm proud of you, right? And I thought that I had to obtain something that I was chasing this idea that I'm going to be what you said I couldn't be. But since I'm still doing it from the place that's so hurt, I'm never going to really be all that I can be. I'm going to be good, but, you know, somewhere in between not good enough and too good for the environments that I'm in. Because I'm living this life based on being told that my father wanted to kill me when I was a baby, Um, that I was going to be a schizophrenic bipolar when I grew up, that I was going to be 15 and pregnant, that I wasn't going to ever be shit and I could never be shit. Um... I was going to be a witch who flew around on her broom at night. I I told myself that I had lied about my my rape and what that looked like and felt for me because no one believed me and I didn't know how to articulate what had happened. So I just let people think whatever they wanted to think. And because no one ever defended me, well, I didn't understand why I needed to defend myself. So I said nothing, not even to myself, not to the 15-year-old girl I was who had, at this point, had three different sexual encounters um, and wanted not one of them and I said nothing to advocate for myself nothing to fight for myself because I did not even know at that point in time that I was worth fighting for I honestly just wanted the pain to end and I just wanted to make it out and I didn't care what making it out looked like I didn't care how I got out. I didn't care what I needed to do to get out. 
I just needed to get out. But once I got out, I needed to reformulate a plan. I needed to let myself know that I was safe and that I was okay. And I did not know that I was safe and okay. Um, Probably until about a month ago. Um, Yeah, like... I moved out of my apartment um, as of like September 1st. And that was when I finally got a chance to only solely be responsible for me. To only have to worry about me. That my biggest gripe in the world would be just having to get up for the day. And that was hard it was hard I'm not going to lie and be like oh it was fucking easy nah (laughs) it's been hard and I appreciate and love my village I appreciate and love the people who I've been able to be honest with and completely transparent with about how I feel and what I'm doing to make sure that I feel good now, but I don't ever need to feel like this again. So that meant starting completely over. I couldn't continue to try to build on the what I already knew um, could be true about me and build with the things that were the negative reports that were, you know, spoken over me, the titles and the labels, the boxes that I had created for myself in an attempt to to thrive, but not thrive too much because I didn't believe that I could actually thrive. I did not see everything that had happened in my life as something that happened for me for my maturity, for my wisdom, for my growth, for me to love me. I did not see those things as as working for my good. I saw them as these things are happening to me because I'm a bad person. I am not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be alive. My father should have killed me when I was a baby. And then I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be disappointing myself. I wouldn't be hurting myself. Searching for love and safety and security. And getting to the place where I'm like, oh shit, that's why you did that? that's what you were looking for and apologizing to myself but then also taking my own hands and wrapping my arms around myself and being like okay I see what you were getting at but is this something that you truly want is this something that truly feels good in your heart Or is this something that you're doing because you think that's what's expected of you? 
for you to get, for you to be loved. And I got to the place where I'm, I know I'm loved. I absolutely love Mia. I cried all day, off and on yesterday, just for so many different reasons. And they were all centered around me loving me. I cried and I held myself so tight and I wasn't afraid. I was grateful that I was able to cry and to hold myself tight and to love on myself because I know what it feels like to be teetering that line of, I don't know. I don't know if I have enough belief and faith in me that I can be the me that I envision, the me that is in my heart and still love everything else in this world that I love. And I loved everything and anything but me. I would hurt me in so many different ways that I'm just grateful that I'm still fucking alive and I can talk about it. I'm grateful that every day I get another opportunity to breathe life into myself. I'm grateful now that every day I get to look in the mirror and see myself I get to see the woman that I am who's no longer the girl that's trying to escape to feel safe. Let me say that again. I am grateful that I get to look in the mirror and see the woman that I am today, the woman that I will be in my heart. And the woman that I was who was just trying to escape to feel safe. I'm no longer disassociating myself from life when life gets hard. I'm not checking out. I'm locked in. I'm 110% locked into me. I am doing what's for me by me. I'm getting my mountain. I am protecting myself. I am protecting myself from negative reports. Negative reports of of anybody that's coming to me and negative reports of myself that, you know, my brain can tell myself and I can start to question myself and I'll start to look at all the things that I've done in the past that I want to tell myself, oh no, that disqualifies you from being able to live out your dream. And that is not true. There is nothing in this life that disqualifies me from living out my dream and from living my purpose. The only thing that can cancel me is me. And this cancel culture that we live in where people believe that perfection is the life that you should live and they believe that they can cancel you, you can't cancel me. You can't cancel my greatness. You can't cancel what's already written. You can't cancel what's already been designed and orchestrated for me. You can try. 
and still I'll always fucking rise. You can absolutely try to stop me. You can say things. You can do things. But I don't have to listen. I don't have to respond. I don't even have to make a move. I do not have to do anything but listen to my heart and get what's for me, by me, and continue moving forward. I am my own mountain. I'm solid as a rock. And I am not weathering and I'm not wilting and (laughs) I'm not checking out. I'm locked in on Faith Avenue. I am faithful to me. I am honest to me. I am love to me. I am courage to me. I am safety to me. I am stability to me. I am responsible to me and for me. And that makes me feel so proud to be able to say those things proudly and boldly with a smile on my face and not give a fuck about what anybody thinks, says, or what it looks like to anybody else. No one else is living your dream. No one else is going to feel the way that you feel. No one else is going to think the way that you think. The way your smile lights up a room, the way you articulate your words, your level of perceptiveness and and empathy. No one else is going to do it exactly like you. You are one of one. You are unique. You are eccentric. You are made divinely in his image, the way that he meant for you to be made. Do not get trapped in life's woes and life's process and you stop being your own master and you start chasing the world. Do not ever stop chasing you. Do not ever stop loving you. You are beautiful. You are kind. You are special. You can do any fucking thing. Like, I have one of the craziest and vastest networks. Like, any anybody hits me up all the time and they're like, yo, do you know somebody that does this, this, and that? I'm like, yeah, bet. Give me, like, five minutes. Let me hit them up. Let me see if they're still, like operating in that realm and if they have a couple minutes to kick it with you and just talk and parlay right that's a gift having a community that is that vast where it's doctors and nurses and directors of fortune 500 and multi-billion dollar companies down to I got friends who work at fast food places. Like, 
And neither lifestyle disqualifies them from being safe, knowing that they are safe, feeling safe, and experiencing the type of love that they require, desire, and deserve. None of those things disqualifies them from being their best version of their self. And we have to get back to a place where we truly lock in with us, where you're truly moving and doing things from your heart. And your heart has to be bigger than your brain. It has to be bigger than the painful memories. It has to be bigger than sometimes even the happy memories because you will get so locked into that one happy memory that you will do anything to relive it versus recreating it just on a grander scale. I am very quick to try something to see if I like it and if it needs to be like woven in as a blueprint to where I am in my life or what I want in my life. And I'm also very quick to be like, nah, that shit ain't for me. I'm good. It was a cool experience, but nah, I'm, I'm cool, right? At this point in time in my life, I'm cool. Maybe later on down, it might appeal to me in a different way. But at this point in time, it doesn't. Um, and that's a scary place to be in, to constantly be aware of of everything that's going on around you and not 100% sure that everything that's going on around you is what you created around you? Or is it locked into some old idea that we tell ourselves or that we, we believed somebody gave us a negative report and we believed them? And it sucks when we do it. So many times we get caught up in the, the, the gossip of life, whether it's, you know, from our friends, our family, that are like, oh, child, did you hear? And you're like, okay. Or if it's social media and your, your FOMO is catching up and your FOMO is like, oh, my God, what did I miss? What did I miss? What did I miss? And you're so locked in to what the world is doing and how the world is is serving everyone else but not you. And it's because we don't follow our hearts. We let our brains be the biggest thing and part of us. And it's really our heart. It's really the organ within you that gives you breath, that reminds you you're alive and that every day you're alive, you should be operating at your grandest state. You should be operating at your most loving, self-loving state so that you can... Get what you need to be who you want to be. It don't matter what anybody said. 
matter what anybody did. Get you a you. Get so in love with you that all you need is you. You can sit and talk to yourself and be at peace. You can sit by yourself and be at peace. You can sit alone with your thoughts because you know that your thoughts are resonating from your heart and your heart is at peace. Your heart is healed. Your heart is love. Your heart is in love with you. Like, think about how dope you are when you're in love. Like, when I'm in love, oh my God, I just want to give you everything and I want to live in your skin and I want to do everything to make your life 10 times better. Because again, I'm analytical and I'm an optimist. So I absolutely always believe in problem solving. I don't give a fuck how you got here. I don't give a fuck what you did. I don't care. Whatever your problem is, I'm here to help you solve it. And me and love would self-sacrifice and give everything and do everything for everybody and leave nothing for myself. So that would make me irresponsible. It would make me inconsistent with myself because I would push myself for whatever the world was going on around me, whatever type of chaotic situation I had placed in front of me, I would absolutely be doing those things, pushing myself to the limit, working 12-hour days, then traveling to see friends or whatever relationship I had walked my way into. Um... And it, it wasn't it wasn't of love. I really, really thought that love had to be self-sacrificing, that I had to give up everything to have love, that I couldn't have any type of love for myself. And I was willing to do anything and everything for love because I associated love with feeling safe and secure, safe and stable. And I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't being stable with myself. So even if those relationships could have been stable, I wasn't stable. So I was always throwing a ripple. Like anytime anything happens, I immediately react from a place of fear. And then I am bugging the fuck out. I am in such a state of shock that I would react emotionally, impulsively, not think it through and go running for the hills. And nine times out of 10, I would then make the situation worse than what it was. And... Because I really didn't have an idea of what self-love should feel like and look like. As I'm running in a circle screaming that the building is on fire. I'm getting upset with the people in my life. Because no one is coming to help me put out this fire, right? Um, And I'm hurting myself and I'm upset. 
and then I'm making myself sick and then I'm pushing myself without proper rest and sleep and, and vitamins and I'm not doing anything for me long enough for me to get what I need and to, for me to get what's for me. I'm baffled. <laughs> I am baffled sometimes by how I've made it this far in life. But then I'm also, I'm grateful. I used to be really baffled. Now I know that it was all in the plan. That it was the wisdom and the teachings and those lessons that I needed to get. But it was also every experience I needed so that I could understand that I have to love me. No one can love me more than I will ever love me. No one will ever do more for me than I am willing to do for me. I can't tell you that I want a fairy tale if I don't even have my own fairy tale. I don't have an idea of what my own fairy tale looks like. I'm not creating my for me, by me lifestyle. And then I'm looking to the world to create it. But I'm still telling me that, no, I love me more than I love everything else in the world. But my actions don't show that. And I had to get so far removed from all of that so that I could understand it. And once I started understanding it, it got really scary. It got really, really scary and lonely because I still was not completely locked in. I still wasn't operating at 100% locked and loaded into me. I was not living on Faith Avenue. I would like, come and visit. Like, <laughs> okay, this is fun. This is cute. Um, Yeah, but I, I don't want to be here by myself. I was still under the impression that I was by myself. And sometime in the month of September, I really realized that you were never alone. There isn't a day, minute, or second that you are ever alone. Whether I'm with myself or I'm with the people in my life that love me, I am never alone. They have my location. My friends hit me up like, yo, where the fuck are you at? What are you doing? Um, and I check in with myself. Before any of them check in, I check in with myself. I let myself know that, hey, you're here. We're here. Um, you know, you're not alone. And how are you feeling? What are you telling yourself? What are you speaking over yourself in this moment? Are you speaking love and kindness? And are you living in your belief that you know there's more for out here for you? That it's already been written? That your steps have already been orchestrated? That it doesn't even matter everything else that you did in the past. Yo, you're here now. So 
go forward, keep going, keep running, keep chasing after you. No matter what you have to do, keep chasing after you. That you that you fought so hard and did so much to find and to really then sit with and become aligned in one whole being where you can hug yourself and you can cry and you can say, I love you. I am so in love with you. I am so proud of you. I am mystified by how loving and kind and resilient and strong you are, Mia. I'm so glad I have a Mia in my life. I'm so glad that I am Mia, that I am mine. Before I am anyone else's or anything to anyone else, I am Mia. I am mine. And it's so beautiful to be here. It's so loving to be here. It's so safe and secure and stable to be here. It feels like joy. And that's something I I didn't really know what it felt like. I didn't really understand what joy and gratitude felt like. Gratitude feels like something new every single day. And I'm grateful for that experience. I'm grateful that gratitude feels like something new every single day so that I can create new memories and experiences and feelings of gratitude for me. That I can fill my heart up with those experiences of what gratitude looks like. Whether I am chasing after my dream or if I'm taking a break because a nigger's tired. Like, I'm grateful for both sides of the fence. I'm just grateful that every day I get to wake up with the opportunity to see the beautiful sun, to see how big and bright the moon is, to see the stars. I'm just grateful for those experiences. But then I've now managed to create safety, stability, and love of self, love of community where I have been volunteering on like a weekly basis and it makes me feel good. And I get to use like my logistical skills and my operational excellence to help them rearrange their food pantry or to create a more seamless system that they can just continuously improve on. But the groundwork, the fundamental work is it's already laid out and done. You just now you just need to build on it. And I'm grateful to be able to be in those rooms and those spaces. I'm grateful to be so loving and kind to me. I'm grateful that I don't wake up anymore and feel like I want to put a bullet in my head. I'm grateful that I'm no longer torn between two worlds of serving the world as my master and serving myself as my master. 
I am so grateful that I'm no longer even teetering or trying. I'm not self-sacrificing any part of me for anything. If it's for me, then it will be and I do not have to sacrifice myself for it. And I will never allow myself to sacrifice myself and my love of self for anything that this world has to offer because that is not what's written for me. What's written for me is that too much is given, much is rewarded. Um, What's written for me is that I'm going to get to my mountain. What's written for me that I won't get stuck in the process that in between the promise and the journey is the process that I have to go through to get to the promise. But I refuse to stop. I refuse to look at life and not be grateful. I refuse to not wake up every day and have kind words for me to say. I don't want that. And I don't want that for for anybody. And I do this podcast so that one, I can speak my truth and my point of view and my perceptive and and for every person that felt like they weren't enough and they're not beautiful and they're not strong and they're not unique and they're not kind and they're not optimistic and they're not beautiful that like it's not true you know you you know everything that you are and you put so much work into being you but make sure all the work that you're putting in is truly for you and it's by you you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do to be accepted you don't have to do anything you don't want to do to be loved That is a lie. It's not the truth. And I share so that you know that I am walking in my truth. I share so that you can see someone who looks like you, resonates with you, is actually out here you know, just being her. And it is fun. I'm having more fun being me authentically and wholeheartedly than I've ever had in my life. I also feel safe and stable for the first time in my life. There's no way that we were made to serve anyone else but ourselves. We have to be self-serving. And especially to like all my my like my black females that you know are the older siblings and you had to push to to do to fend for your family and you were made to have adult responsibilities as a child and you had adult emotions as a child and adult adult experiences as a child and you know you you 
had to carry these labels and these boxes and these titles and you had to do these things that were not for children. Please know that you don't have to do that anymore. Please know that you are no longer that child. Please know that it is okay to stop and heal yourself for yourself. Because you and you alone are going to be it at the end of the day. When you die and you go in that casket or urn or, you know, what, however you choose to go, if you choose to be frozen in a cryobank, like, you're going to be there by your fucking self. Like, you're going to be there alone, my nigga. So you might as well live your life for you. You might as well get what you want for you. But you won't get it unless you ask for it out loud, unless you go for it and seek what you're asking for. And when you get there, you believe that it is for you and you have the faith to walk through that door. Do not get stuck in the process. Do not get caught up in in life's bullshit. And life hardens you. Do not let life harden your heart, love. It's not good for you. It's not good for anybody. So please don't let it happen. And if you feel like it's already happened, stop and figure out what you need. Start taking notice of the way your your body reacts to certain words, to certain images to certain conversations, to certain memories. We have to stop disassociating ourselves from the experiences that are happening in real life because we think it's easier for us to to process what's going on. It never gets easier. It honestly gets harder because you pile something else on And what could have been a 15-minute, 20-minute mental check-in with yourself has now become a two-hour check-in and you're spiraling. We got to stop disassociating ourselves when life is happening. Life is always going to happen. And for me personally, the best way I have learned to use life is when I remain grateful. That even with everything that could be happening right there in that moment, I'm going to put my hand on my chest, I'm going to breathe, and remember that it gets better. So to anyone that is in the storm and who's working through life, it gets better. It absolutely gets better. And you gotta you. You're never alone. And if you just being by yourself isn't enough, you have this podcast. You can listen to me and all my crazy shit. That, listen, me and my crazy shit, we be doing the most. Or we were doing the most. Now we're not doing anything. Now we take bubble baths and record podcasts. Like we're Rev Run or... You know, grateful that I can spend my Saturday nights on a couch watching Disney 
And it makes me so happy. It brings me so much joy. Or I can do yoga. Or I'm just breathing. I'm just sitting outside looking at the air. But you're never alone. And I I wanted to say that. That was just on my heart that you're never alone. And if you're torn in between the you that a report has came out about you and you feel like, oh my gosh, you can't be anything else versus the you in your heart that you want to be and you want to live and you want to do whatever it takes to live that life, do it. Absolutely do it. Because when we die, we're going to die by ourselves. And I would rather live a life where I could laugh about my whole stories than live a life and be like, damn, I should have fucked her. Just saying. Like, you never regret your whole stories. You regret the hoes that you didn't fuck. So, yeah. Live a life where you get to... You're not torn in between if you want to be a hoe or not. Nah, be that. If that's what your heart says, be that. If your heart says you want to be a comedian, be the best fucking comedian. You want to be a janitor, be the best fucking janitor ever. It doesn't matter. What you should do, though, should be listening to your heart. Listen to your heart and be whatever it tells you to be. Because you got you before you got anybody else. So good night. I love you. You are beautiful, you are kind, and you can do anything. Good night.